Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp. This episode of Nintendo Switchcraft is brought to you by that bingo chip I just dropped. Uh, is brought to you by Mikey B. Playing. Thank you, Mikey B. Playing. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp and get a bonus podcast that is exclusive to patrons. Again, that URL is patreon.com slash run jump stomp. We're coming up on that time of year where people are going to be spending a ridiculous amount of time shopping on the internet. It's Christmas time, and what better way to support Switchcraft uh, than heading on over to uh, runjumpstomp.com slash Amazon Prime. You get a free month of Amazon Prime. That means free shipping, free videos, free music, all that stuff uh, for free for a full month. And if that's not good enough, if you use my Amazon affiliate link, which you can find over at uh, runjumpstomp.com slash thank you, uh, and you use that link to buy the things that you buy from Amazon Prime, you will also be supporting the show, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So if you want to support the show 100% free, again, that URL, runjumpstomp.com slash Amazon Prime. If you're already a member of Amazon Prime, all you got to do instead is go to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you, and use my affiliate link, delete your old Amazon link, use my affiliate link, and every time you buy something from Amazon, Bill gets a cut, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Thank you. Well, I could be wrong, but I think we just got our very last commercial uh, for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate before the game actually comes out, which is really, really soon. That game comes out on the 7th of December, I'm very excited. I've already got it pre-ordered digitally, uh, so it's it's all installed and ready to go. Uh, so as soon as uh, that game is available, I can start playing and uh, getting my rear end kicked by all the people out there who are really, really good at the game, because I'll tell you what, I'm not. I am excited for this game, and this is a seven-minute commercial for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's up on YouTube. There's a link in the show notes if you want to check it out. I'm going to go over the most important things in the commercial uh, from the perspective of I watched the commercial and I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. And there's all these different things that I forgot about. And I'm still really hyped for the game, but I forgot about all this stuff that's going to be in the game. And it's really exciting. Uh, So first off, we already knew, or we already know, that we've got a ridiculous number of characters in the game. And of course, we've got DLC coming as well. But Smash Brothers is not just about the playable characters. It's also about the items. And I know the competitive scene, you know, they do the Omega stages where there's there's no platforms to jump on. There's no um, 
items where you can pick up and start shooting a blaster or a super scope at somebody. And I, I understand why they do that. But for me, the filthy casual that I am, I like the items and stuff. I like how chaotic Super Smash Brother ends up being. Uh, so I'm excited for all of this stuff that's in here. 55 Pokemon. So that means there's 55 different things that can come out of a Pokeball. And that's 55 different things that are going to interact with the stage in some weird way. I think that that's really cool, and I can't wait to jump in, especially now that I've been playing uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, which I'm not going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about that on Thursday's show, and um, hopefully I remember. Actually, you know what? I'll just talk about it now. On Thursday's show, I'm going to have a guest, and the guest and I are going to be talking all about uh, Pikachu. Thursday is, of course, Thanksgiving. And I won't do the show live, so we're going to be recording that show tomorrow, uh, and we won't be recording it live either. There won't be video of it, although I may put some gameplay up behind the audio and throw it up on YouTube um, for the next episode of Switchcraft, but we'll see. Make sure you stay tuned on my YouTube channel and, of course, the podcast stream as well. Uh, so... You know, I've been playing uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and I'm I'm enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to seeing those 55 Pokemon in Smash Brothers. I'm also looking forward to seeing the 59 assist trophies, uh, like Ken, who you throw his trophy out, and he just or no, not not Ken Guile, you throw him out there, and he just kind of crouches in wait, and anybody who comes near him, he does his uh that that kick where he kicks up high. I think that that's cool. I mean, it's it's a bunch of different things that you have to be prepared for. Oh, look at that. Uh, so-and-so is on the screen. This is what they do. I have to either avoid them or I have to make sure that I stand behind them. It adds an element of unpredictableness to a fighting game, which I really, uh, I really like that. Uh, don't forget that the stages can, you can set it up so that the stages morph into each other where you're playing on one stage and then it slowly changes over into another stage in the middle of a fight. I think that that is so cool. And you never know when that's going to happen, which I think is also kind of neat. They have uh, a 32-player tournament mode, which is awesome. I still am wondering if that means we're going to have 32-player tournament modes online. That's very important to me because I don't often get 32 people together in my house to play smash like that's not something that's going to happen not for me anyway so i hope that we can have 32 players online in smash i think that that would be great uh let's see we also have uh the the classic mode which is basically how smash uh was in the past where you pick a character and you have a a set number of fights that you go through and uh, as you get through the the um uh, all these set fights at the end, you fight against Master Hand, and I think in the past also Crazy Hand. I think that that's exciting as well. Um, then there's the Adventure Mode, which was kind of lacking last time. Now we've got Adventure Mode back, and Adventure Mode uh, has uh, this top-down world view where you are Kirby, the only one who has survived the onslaught of, I forget the character's name, but the Master of Light, I think that they called them. Uh, this is the guy that's going around and turning all of the all of the uh, fighters into statues. 
and then uh, lighting those statues up with like weird red eyes so that we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so uh, there's that adventure mode where Kirby goes through and he you you end up fighting against stuff in order to unlock fighters and then use those fighters to unlock more fighters. And that's the single player thing. I think that that's looking really interesting. Uh, something that I think looks really fantastic that I completely forgot about is Squad Strike, which is this 5v5 or 3v3 mode. Uh, where you end up, uh, you you select your your team of five, and the other person selects their team of five, and then you guys try and battle it out. And at like, so let's say I I pick I'm I'll do three v three because it's easier for me to come up with something. So let's say I pick Pac Man, Duck Hunt, and Mario as my three, and you pick uh, Ryu, Ken, and Cloud as your three. Uh, so I guess it's like. It's Nintendo versus Capcom. And if you beat me in the first one, then Pac-Man's gone. And now you're fighting against Duck Hunt. But I think that your Ryu will still, like the the character will still be on the screen until I beat them. And then now I'm fighting against Ken. And so you kind of work your way to get through somebody's roster. I think that that's a really cool method of playing. And one thing that I hate doing is when I'm whenever I'm playing against somebody when they always use the same character over and over and over and that's where smashdown comes into play. I I've I'd forgotten about smashdown. Smashdown is where everybody goes through and they they pick their characters and when you defeat um that character, that character is no longer available to be used until the smashdown is over. Uh which means that you're going to be forced to play on characters that you don't usually play, which I think kind of evens out the playing field a little bit more. And I, I, I like that idea myself. I think that's a great idea. Um, they also talked about spirit mode, which I didn't forget about. That's the ridiculously confusing and convoluted way where you can adjust how your characters fight. I think it looks really cool. And then the amiibo mode, which we had on the Wii U, where you tap an amiibo, uh, you scan it in, and then you can fight against it, or you can have a bunch of amiibos fight each other, which is kind of neat. And you can you can use your spirits in order to uh, boost the power of your. I think they called them FP fighter player figure player. I think that's what it stands for. I, boost your figure player or your amiibo fighter. Um, but that consumes the spirit, so that must mean that you can go out and get those spirits again over and over. This game, if it didn't intimidate you already, there's so much. I mean, from from what it looks like to me, there is so much that you can do in this game. I think that we are going to be, even if you are not hardcore into uh, the the super competitive mode, I think that this is a game that we are going to be playing for a really long time and even in solo mode just going through and unlocking everything and i am really excited and we have very little time left before we can start fighting each other by the way we will be doing tournaments uh for the nerd nest the nerd nest is the name of our discord community if you didn't know that head to runjumpstomp.com discord and once you're there join our discord join the community, 
introduce yourself in the nerd nest, have conversation with people. And when we start the next or the, the tournament right now, we've got a Diablo tournament going on, but when smash brothers comes out, I guarantee we're going to be having a smash brothers tournament where we're going to be fighting each other. There'll be some kind of prize. I don't know what it is yet. Um, there'll be some kind of prize and it's going to be fun. Even if there isn't a prize, it's going to be fun. So make sure that you join our community today. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun there. Uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Man, I'm excited about that game. And I think that this has got to be a seven-minute commercial. This has got to be the last hurrah before they bring the game out. I can't imagine them putting out more information. There's just so much that we've got already. It's information overload, I think. I know that there's a lot of people out there who didn't end up getting the Wii U. It was not a popular console in its entire lifetime. It only sold 14.7 million uh, units, and that's too bad because it was a really good console, but it was the console where Smash 4 came out. It was uh, Smash for Wii U and Smash for 3DS, and this was where they started introducing the Amiibo for the first time, and Smash was where they unveiled the concept of Amiibo. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who don't have any Amiibo. And maybe you're one of the people who don't have any Amiibo because you don't want extra stuff in your house. And I can totally understand that. But maybe you're one of the people who don't have Amiibo because you didn't have a Wii U. And so you didn't start collecting them uh, right away. And maybe once you got the Switch, you were like, well, I'll pick up an Amiibo here and there. But then you go and you look at all of the Smash Amiibo, because we've got Smash Brothers coming out in not very long. Uh, but maybe you look at Smash Brothers coming out and you start looking for some of those older Amiibo. And you're like, where can I get all of these? And then you look at eBay and you find some of the prices are ridiculous. And, uh, you know, you start to think, well, maybe I... I guess I'm just not going to be able to get these. Well, Nintendo has said that they are going to be bringing out, uh, rerunning uh, the Amiibo that are hard to find, which is a very good thing. Uh, you don't want people to uh, spend uh, like a hundred bucks or whatever buying the Villager off of eBay when they could just go into a Target or an Amazon or wherever and pick up uh, from themselves without without fueling the scalpers, which is an issue that Nintendo kind of always has. So why am I bringing this up? Well, it's not because we're looking at something from Nintendo. This is something coming from uh, Amazon Japan. Uh, Amazon Japan will be selling here. Let me switch the screen here. Amazon Japan will be selling uh, Dairantu Smash Brothers series, a 63 Amiibo set. This is going for sale. On December 7th, now again, this is a boxed set of all of the Smash Amiibo so far, okay? That's 63 Amiibo, uh, including Ridley, Wolf, King K. Rule, and Piranha Plant, as well as a wall poster. Um, this looks so cool. Like, I would love to be able to open up that box and have all of those on the shelf behind me. Now, there's quite a, I, I mean, if you're looking at the shelf behind me now, you, you probably see that I've, I've got Amiibo littered all over the place. And it's not because I am a huge fan of Amiibo, because most of the time I ignore their functionality. 
I just kind of pick and choose the ones that I really like. Like I always have one on my desk. Like I here's a game and watch one that I keep on my desk. And every once in a while, I I take him off and switch him out with a different game and watch, or maybe. I'll uh, put this away and I'll get out uh, one of the other ones that are on my shelf behind me. But I always have one on my desk, something for me to fidget with in my hand while I'm talking on the podcast or something. Um, But these look so cool. And I've always been a fan of the look of the Amiibo. When, When you look at the Toys to Life stuff that was incredibly popular over the past few years and has pretty much died off. Uh, I'm talking about Skylanders, uh, Lego, whatever it was called, uh, Disney Infinity. My favorites were the Amiibo. And and yes, I'm a huge fan of Nintendo stuff, but I think that I'm probably a bigger Star Wars fan than I am a Nintendo fan. At least I think so. So why would I have so much much, uh, Amiibo stuff? Well, because I think that the Amiibo figures are just better. I mean, the Star Wars ones and the, for I mean the Disney Infinity ones are pretty good. But I just don't think that the quality is as high as it was on the uh the the Amiibo. Now, that being said, some of the original Amiibo, they had like the the yellow stand link where they didn't really think about when they decided to do these statues, they didn't really think about it in the way that somebody who makes figurines for a living does. They just said, well, let's just use their posings from the trophies in the game in order to uh, have that pose be the amiibo pose. So you look at Link, who is standing in an extremely awkward way. They hadn't quite figured out what are you supposed to do in order to support a character who is standing in this awkward way. And and they ended up doing like the weird uh, yellow stand that they were standing on. But over time, they got better and better and better. That being said, there's a lot of these that are really hard to find these days. And if you want to get the full set, now we don't have a price, but if you want to get the full set, and like I said before, that full set looks really cool. Uh, too bad, because it's it's Japan only as far as I know. And uh, I can imagine that that would be a pretty hefty import price. That being said, I really think this is cool, and I want it so much, because there's a lot on here that I think are rad. Like, I don't have Little Mac. I would love to have Little Mac. I don't have... Um, who are the ones that I don't have that I really want? I don't have uh, the original Samus. I really want that original Samus. Uh, I don't have any of the ones from Mother. I don't have the Villager. I think the Villager looks cool. And I don't have the Yoshi. But I have most of the other ones that I that I really like. Uh, and and I, again, I don't buy them for their functionality in the game. I buy them as a decoration for the shelf in my recording studio, uh, which we affectionately call around here the Nerd Nest. So, you know, if you are interested in importing uh, this, I'm sure it's going to be expensive. Um, The set will be limited to 50. Oh, my God. So it says right here, this is bad. It says no price has been announced, but the set will be limited to 50. 
So that means there's only going to be 50 of these. This is going to be impossible to get. If if you are one of the crazy people uh, who are able to get one of these, uh, please let me know. Vaxer in chat says you buy them because you are a hoarder. Uh, Amazon. Oh, no. that um, I don't know what you mean, TF Wagner. But Amazon Japan, there you go. That's where you're going to uh, get the 63 Amiibo box set and the cool poster. Again, this is not directly from Nintendo. This is Amazon, it looks like, making their own box set. And um, I think it's cool. Now that Pokemon Let's Go is out, I think that Pokemon Go, which is the mobile app, uh, that's probably going to get a little more love, especially because Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go are able to communicate and you can import your Pokemon from one to the other. I think that a lot more people are going to be using it. And I was, I pretty much write it off in the wintertime. It's something that we really only do around here, at least my family. We really only do it in the summertime. We go up to the park. And my son goes and plays on the playground. And my wife and I will walk circles around the playground. And there happens to be um, two Pokestops that are near the playground. So we walk between those over and over again. We get the Pokeballs and, you know, we catch them. And we just do it for exercise and to try and uh, hatch the eggs. Now... I don't know much about the new Pokemon Let's Go game because I haven't played it very much. Uh, but I have heard that there is no breeding in the game, which we, I think means that there's no eggs in the game. But there are eggs in Pokemon Go. And why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because uh, Pokemon Go just had an update to uh, the app, which fixes something that I always hated about the app. And if you are somebody who has ever played Pokemon Go, you probably already know the thing that I'm talking about. And that's the fact that it has to be running in order for it to count your steps. So let's say that I go for a run and I don't open up Pokemon Go before I start running. It doesn't like maybe I ran two kilometers or something. The game has no idea that I ran those two kilometers, even though my phone knows that I ran those two kilometers uh, due to the GPS and the fitness app that I would use. So my phone knows that information. You would think that my phone would be able to report that information to Pokemon Go so that Pokemon Go would say, oh, okay, well, let's add a couple kilometers onto this egg. And if you have never played Pokemon Go, you're probably scratching your head a little bit and you're like, what in the hell is he talking about? Basically, the way that the game works, or well, the way that the eggs work in the game is you get an egg, you put it in an incubator, and then that incubator will tick off all um um like a countdown as you walk with the app open. And so if I walk two kilometers and it says I have to walk five kilometers to unlock this egg, then after my two kilometer walk, at the end, it'll say, okay, well, you still got to do three more kilometers in order, to un, uh, in order to hatch this egg, which I think is cool because it gets people moving and out and about, and I think it's neat, and it, it, it makes something which 
I wouldn't say is dull because I like going for a walk with my wife, but it makes it more gamified and adds a little bit more fun to it, which I really enjoy. The fact that you had to leave it open was always a pain because Pokemon Go is notoriously battery hungry. Like this game chews on batteries for fun. I know that there's a low power mode and I've tried using it before. It still just chews on the battery. Well, now we've got a brand new feature, uh, which is just updated. It says, need some help hatching eggs for your hatchathon? Remember, trainers, you can now hatch eggs even when Pokemon Go isn't launched by activating the new Adventure Sync feature. Let's get cracking. So I went ahead, excuse me, and I opened up Pokemon Go as soon as I saw this. And I'm waiting for it to update. So there's Pokemon Go. And uh, all you have to do to get to this feature is you tap on the Pokeball on the bottom. You go all the way up on the top. There's a little gear. So I tapped on the gear. And then right there, it says Adventure Sync. So I just turned on Adventure Sync. And it should be all set now. So now, even if I'm not running, I don't know. what What is this Pokemon that I just found? Uh, Kabuto. All right, so even when I'm not out there for a walk or a run or a bike ride or whatever, um, I can now start hatching the eggs. And here, I'll run away from that. And so if I open this up and I go in, uh, where's the eggs? I can't remember because I haven't played. Because like I said, I don't do this in the wintertime because it's cold out. Um, gosh, I can't find where the eggs are. Maybe it's under Pokemon. Uh, here we go. So under Pokemon, as you can see, uh, I've got a bunch of eggs, and one of uh, two of them are in incubators. One of them is a five-kilometer egg. One is a two-kilometer egg. So as I start walking now, it's going to start ticking up on these, and then I'll be able to hatch these eggs, and maybe I'll actually get through uh, these eggs because I know that I walk a bunch all the time, but it never counts because I don't have this app open. Um, I just think that this is a, a huge improvement to the game. And if you're a fan of Pokemon Go, uh, then you should probably be pretty excited about this. And if you're not a fan of Pokemon Go, you should definitely give it a try because it's it's really fun, especially if you live in a climate that is nicer than the climate that I'm in, where all day today was lake effect snow just piling up and up and up until I couldn't see anymore. Uh, but anyway... It's really cool. You can just leave it going. You don't have to leave it running in the background. And I, for one, think this is a fantastic improvement to an already awesome mobile game. And that's coming from somebody who doesn't generally like mobile games. Nintendo just posted a customer service video uh, on their YouTube channel, basically walking you step by step through the process of what you're supposed to do when you're going to be trading in or selling or giving away your Nintendo Switch. So let's say that, okay, well, first off, let's talk about what this doesn't mean. Like, there's already been a lot of rumors that, uh, I think that was the Japanese Wall Street Journal, uh, there was a rumor that Nintendo is going to be bringing out a new version of the Nintendo Switch at the end of 2019. And a lot of people just assumed that 
this is more evidence of that. I don't think that that's true at all. First off, if this were what that was about, or I'm sorry, if if this video was focusing on the fact that a new Switch is coming out in 2019, I said the fact that. It's not a fact, it's a rumor. Um, but if this were, if that's what it was about, then we would have seen this much closer to the end of 2019. They wouldn't be advertising this now or showing this off now. So why are they doing this? I think that they're doing this because we've got all these new um, themed switches that are coming out that have like a themed dock or the the back panel of the Nintendo Switch. Uh, this This part of the Nintendo Switch on the back... Uh, is themed where it has something else on the back other than just the the regular Nintendo Switch logo. Like we've got the Diablo one that just came out. It's got like uh, angels and demons on the back. We've got the uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee one that has stuff on the back and has the special colored Joy-Cons. And I think Nintendo knows that people are collectors. And they know that there are certain color things that people want. And they know that there are certain franchises that, that people want more than something else. And if they've already purchased a, let's say I've got here the Neon Switch. And then they brought out this brand new uh, Pokemon one that has, you know, the different Joy-Con colors and has the iconography on the back of Pokemon. You know, if I'm a huge Pokemon fan, I might say, well, I want to trade in my current Switch. It's it's worth it to me because I am such a fan of this thing. It's worth it to me because I'm a fan to trade this in in order to get the one that has the cool whiz-bang things on the back. And while that's not me, I mean, if I had to choose between... Uh, getting one that had the cool stuff, I'd probably end up getting the one with the cool stuff uh, rather than the plain neon one that I have. But I'm not going to trade it in. But there's a lot of people out there who have a lot more money than I do. And, and they might want to trade in their Switch for a new one. And, you know, they need to be able to be able to transfer that data easily. So Nintendo made a video to show people how to do that, which I think is good. It's a good time to do it right before Christmas uh, because people are going to uh, get a new Switch. Somebody might get a new Switch for Christmas. You know, oh, you know, honey, you've been talking about the the Diablo Switch. I went out and got it for you. Uh, what are we going to do with your old one? Well, we could give it to my brother or we could give it to your son or we could sell it to GameStop or trade it in for games or whatever it is that you're going to do. Uh, sell it on Craigslist. You don't want to have your data on the Switch. We have, uh, we were at a softball game a f quite a few years back, and my son, my, it was my daughter's softball game. My son was very young at the time, and he had a 3DS, and I he wanted to go play on the playground, so I handed his 3DS to my wife. She put it in her pocket. She sat there and watched the softball game. I took my son to the playground and he was playing and we came back a foul ball had come over and it had hit my wife and it hit her right on the 3ds and it broke it it smashed the 3ds um the top screen or 
I think it's the top screen didn't work anymore. Uh, so I went out and bought myself a new 3DS and gave my old 3DS to my son and I was able to transfer the information over. Okay. Um, why did I bring this up? Now I can't remember. Where was I? What was I talking about? I was talking about something. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we ended up that, that DS is still sitting around the house someplace. Um, my credit card information is on that and I can't erase it. Like it's unerasable because I can't access the top screen. I was able to transfer his stuff over to my old 3ds and then I bought a new one for myself. Um, but that's still sitting here in the house and Nintendo is showing people how to transfer their information, which I think is really good. It's good for people to be able to wipe the slate clean. Um, however, this video has like 47 steps or something. And it's just so bizarre. All of the things that you have to go through, especially because I just bought um, a new iPad. So one of the new iPad pros, I just got one of the new iPad pros. My old iPad was three or four years old. And the transferring my information from one to the other was just such a breeze. I I turned on the, the iPad and it says, oh, hey, if you have another iPad or iPhone nearby, just turn it on and we'll take care of that for you. So I turned it on and my iPad had this weird jiggly circle ball thing floating in the middle and it said, open up your camera and pointed at that. So I did and then it just transferred everything. It was like magic. This video from Nintendo to get your Nintendo Switch ready for trade-in or sale or whatever it is has a million and a half steps. I, I don't know how many. It was a lot of steps. And that is way too much. That is way too much. This needs to be a much simpler process. It, it should just say, go ahead and sign in and everything will automatically be transferred over. But there was there was a bunch of steps. And I think that Nintendo... They need to talk to somebody about their design of this because it's just too cumbersome. It's too cumbersome. And somebody is going to get their information stolen because it's too cumbersome to get the information wiped. Uh, well, actually, the wiping is the easy part. It's getting the information from one console to the other. That's the hard part. And Nintendo just needs to make that a much easier process. Hopefully this is a really quick segment. I've got two emails today. I asked you guys, what were your five characters that you want for Nintendo Switch? Uh, I've already done one video where somebody had sent in. Here I've got two more emails talking about that. This one, first one is from James. They say, hey, Bill, you've asked for what we want in Smash DLC. Please let go of reactions like it's already an assist trophy. We know nothing about Nintendo's directives on choices, so just have fun. And it it's not that I think that they're bad ideas. I just think that they're not likely to happen because of something being an assist trophy. But I won't say anything about that from here on out. Um, here's some characters I want, not what I predict. And okay, I, that's exactly what I asked for. I'm not looking for predictions. I'm looking for what do you want to see? So he says, Waluigi... He says, I'm not just picking him to round out the usual Mario crew. Waluigi is so annoying and funny that he would probably be featured in most uploaded Smash videos. And I agree there. Uh, number two, 
Chrono from Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is a great game, and the music additions to Smash would also be great. Uh, Rabbid. Give this character multiple costumes like Mario and Peach, but with a similar moveset. This game also has great music. What I would do for the Rabbids instead is I would have them be a lot more like Shulk, where when when you play a Shulk in Smash 4, you can change how his moveset behaves based on pushing a certain key combo. I can't remember what it is. And so I'm just going to pretend like it's right on the D-pad. So let's say I'm playing as uh, the Rabbid. Uh, right on the D-pad would bring in Mario's moves, uh, Mario Rabbid's moves. Pushing left on the D-pad would bring in Mario Peach's moves. And then maybe we would have Mario, uh, or I'm sorry, Rabbid uh, Luigi as a third set. I think that that would be really, really cool. Number four, the Great Fairy. There are tons of Zelda NPCs I'd love to see. This is just one of them. Um, I think that's cool. I can't imagine what her moveset would be, though. I think that they can do whatever they want because it's just open. She doesn't really do much. And sorry if I just hit the microphone. And then number five, they said Bomberman. Again, I don't care that it's an assist trophy already. It would be awesome to throw bombs everywhere and smash. And this guy has put in the time in video game history. I totally agree. Um, in fact, Bomberman, isn't that a Capcom game? We already have Capcom characters in there. So that I got to stop messing with that bingo chip. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, they, they said also, you were wondering about ideas for pre-recorded Thursday show. Why not a top 10 or pick a number of things you are thankful for in this gaming year? I may or may not include that in Thursday's episode. Thank you, James, for the email. Uh, I also got an email from Joe. Uh, Joe said, "Hey there, I'm AppDude27 on the on our on the community Discord. Uh, I wasn't sure if you wanted me to post this in chat uh, or if you wanted emails. Here are my top five Smash characters that I want. Uh, they are asking for Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, they said Square Enix has expressed multiple times that they want to put Kingdom Hearts 3 on the Switch. Seeing as we already have Cloud from Final Fantasy, Sora would be a nice addition to the cast." Also seeing as Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out soon, having Sora in Smash would not only help Nintendo, but also would help Square. Uh, Square. I think that that's a great idea, although I don't know anything about the character because I've never played Kingdom Hearts. Please don't yell at me. I know you guys are mad. Um, Ashley from WarioWare. This is somebody I've never heard of, of anybody asking to have in the game. Uh, but Ashley from WarioWare, or they say, or really Amy from WarioWare. I'm not sure what the difference is. Uh, They say Ashley is the teenage witch character in the WarioWare games. Her ominous presence and red demon side would make a very interesting addition to the cast. Okay, so she must be the character in Smash 4. There's a WarioWare um, level, and if she opens the door, she looks like a regular person. But if she sees you, because when the door opens, you have to hide behind uh, the, the items on the table. And if she sees you, then she turns into a demon and attacks, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, they say, she may be too much like Bayonetta, however, and I would honestly see any of the WarioWare cast being good candidates for Smash. I particularly like that guy with the clown hair and the sunglasses. I think he would be cool. Number three, 
Ghostbust and Luigi from Luigi's Mansion. We've got Luigi's Mansion 3 on the horizon. What better way to celebrate than having a Luigi character with a vacuum and a slightly different moveset? I think that this is a great idea, uh, especially because we have multiple Marios, uh, but we don't have a bunch of Luigi's. And Luigi is not just green Mario, so we need he needs to have a little more a little more representation because Luigi's awesome. Uh, number four, Joe says Cooking Mama. Uh, this one is super unexpected. I would love to see Chef Mama join the group. Her movesets are going to consist entirely around cooking, like throwing pots and pans, cooking up a meal to heal herself, a portion of her hit points. Uh, I could imagine her final smash being similar to Kirby's, where everyone goes in, goes into a boiling pot of water and then proceeded to fly off the screen. And then number five for them is Sans from Undertale. I've never played Undertale. Hold your emails, I know. Actually, don't hold your emails. P- feel free to tell me why I'm missing out. I own the game too, which is ridiculous. I own it and I haven't played it. My son loves it. Um, so Sans from Undertale, they said, given the amount of love for Mother and Earthbound, I think it would blow up the internet if Sans was invited to join Smash. He's the character everyone loves, but most are afraid of. I would imagine his final Smash being a bullet hell avoiding minigame, which would be really cool. These are all awesome ideas, and I I like that, you know, the first guy said, just get rid of the realism. Don't worry about if it's going to happen or not. Let's just have fun with our our requests or our wish lists of characters for Smash Brothers. So keep these coming. Uh, you guys keep sending them. I'll keep uh, recording this stuff. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you to Joe and... I forgot James. Thank you to Joe and James for sending me uh, your thoughts on Smash Brothers. I think that those are some fantastic ideas. Body is ready. Today's episode was really long, so I'm going to do the quick outro. Uh, music can be found at runjumpstomp.com slash music. If you want to support the show, runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Thank you. I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.